This episode is brought to you by Avast, global leaders in digital security for network operators. We can build a safer digital world for your customers and their families. Discover more at avast.com slash partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot com slash partners. Welcome to a light reading 5G update. We're doing a number of these quick check-ins with analysts and influencers in the industry before the big 5G event. Uh, my name's Phil Harvey. I'm the editor at Light Reading. Uh, one of many editors at Light Reading, I should say. And uh, uh, today we're joined by Gabe Brown uh, from Heavy Reading. Hello, Gabe. How are you? Hey, Phil. Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Great. Um, so we're. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about... Uh, I know you're doing a couple of panels at the big 5G event, but the thing that you're most involved in these days is OpenRAN um, and, and something you've been uh, covering for us and also uh, writing about. And it's, it's a perplexing topic to me because it seems like we're edging down the road of making things way more complex, which doesn't sound like a good idea before big 5G <laughs> or before, you know, 5G networks come online. And then the second part of it that, that scares me a little bit is I, I think there's all this attention going to open RAN and it doesn't seem like it's going to be like a, uh, or I, I have, I have doubts that it's going to be a significant like market share uh, you know, in the, in the network, like it's going to be the majority of the way networks are built. Um, could you weigh in on either one of those? I guess, first of all, maybe on the, on, on the, on the size of open RAN, like what, how big a market are we talking about or how, how, how prominent is it looking now compared to what it was a few months ago? Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, so it's a prominent topic in terms of everyone's talking about it. It's a lot of interest. There's actually a lot of things happening and there's, 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 um, progress and so forth. Got a big study in the middle of a big study. It's going to come out in the not too distant future. Um, in terms of the actual market share, well, yeah, it's it's probably, you know, right now, sub 1%. Mm. <laughs> the running okay. are serious, you know. Um, yeah. So you have to understand that like, where it is in terms, you know, be realistic about where it is. Uh, and, you know, next year it's going to grow, but it's still going to be a small part of the business. As we start looking out, there's various people, loads of people are doing forecasts and estimates. Uh, Omdir has a has a forecast. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, I think it's going to be, um, it's going to grow. It's going to take a time for it to become like a big chunk. Yeah. And so the other thing when you're looking at, say you're looking at a three or five year forecast or something, I think what we think of as open round now will be something else by the time the 2023 or 25 comes along, if you see what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's let's maybe get into that a little bit. So, what's what's the underneath Open RAN is really just the philosophy of making the networks um, e easier to build because you're using best of breed technology and somehow knitting it all together. Is that is that is that oversimplifying it too much, or is that is that kind of the idea? Yeah, I mean, I think the the right now, if you're going to do it, you're not making it. You're making your life harder. Essentially, it's a harder task to build a network right. with with open RAM than it is to you know buy in a, an integrated system. If mm -hmm. there's any any question on that, the, the the purpose of it really is to bring in kind of new, if you can put it this way, new technology approaches that we see work in other networking domains, and try and bring that those processes that scale into RAN, into radio access. 
I have to say, you know, there's there's a lot of work to do. There's a, there's a lot of hype really in it at the moment. Um, I am pretty positive on it though, and I think one what so one area I'm, I'm I'm particularly interested in, and it's worth people keeping a, a, an ear on or an eye on, is the way that the silicon suppliers are kind of stepping in and stepping up in quite a big way. So the right. more you integrate into silicon, the more performance you get, the easier these systems are going to be to build. Right now, to do RAN silicon, you've got to be a top three player. Even the top three player, you know, is 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 a it's a lot of money. Right. So when yeah. we see in, across the silicon landscape, we're talking Qualcomm, Intel, Xilinx, ADI. These companies are integrating more and more, and they're actually going to have a big impact on what Open RAN really looks like. I think. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting because the 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 complexity yeah, is kind of near term. It seems like a lot of companies, like you said, are, are, are stepping up to do things there. It's also interesting to me because the some of the newest networks um, are, are 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 taking the open RAN approach. So that would be Dish Network, uh, Rakuten. Um, there's probably two or three that I'm forgetting, but but some of the ones that are the most, I guess, talked about in terms of 5G um, have decided to go open ran and that's that's also created quite a bit of buzz um, yeah, so Rakuten is pretty good but the, the network they have lives an amazing feat what they've done is a is an LTE a 4G network they talk they're putting the touches on 5G but it's very interesting to see that's going to be a little bit different architecture and products and things that go with it and actually that may be one of the first you know, the first to go live with virtual LTE maybe one of the first to use some of these new silicon products in the in the network um, Oh, okay. Dish as well is very interesting because well, they're not live. They've got a few years runtime to, yeah, to get this product right. They're still making vendor choices and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they've locked in some of them. What I thought was really interesting about that dish, um, the tons of interesting things, if you know, if it comes together and they pull it off, there's still an if there, is the um the work they're doing on the on the radio side with uh, I think Fujitsu is their selected vendor, but they're actually getting this uh, what called multi-band RU uh, being developed. Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen an open run yet that's so getting into more of a higher performance kind of um product type what's um uh what's the state real quick about uh, of uh standalone 5g have we seen that showing up uh in the market in terms of deployment and do you do you anticipate that that's going to be uh arriving anytime soon yes i'm doing two panels related to that in um in uh Big 5G. There's actually a link to Open Round. We won't go into it now because it's watch the panel and you can you can see about that. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so there's I think T-Mobile was live in the US first in the world, driven really by their 600 um, uh, frequencies. Uh, one of the panels, the GSA, of a, like a, a trade group, was talking. They're expecting eight live networks um, this year. Okay. Uh, and Verizon is on. One of the panels, I don't know if this is going to come out before they do it or not, but I think Verizon's going to have some kind of a live system uh, okay. this year. Yeah, we had uh, heard they were getting pretty close, so so that, yeah. that that makes sense. And then there's obviously how many Chinese networks are aiming to, to be live. I think Telstra, Australia, there's, there's a handful. Okay. And But really, AT&T even says, said they're going to have some kind of a system, but really, I think they said, and I think most of the market's going to start scaling commercially from from 2021 and it's a good thing one thing i do want to throw in though quite a, some recent sort of conversations 
everyone thinks it's a good thing they're going to do it. It's lots of reasons. It's cloud native. It does fancy things. Good services. Yeah. So many operators, big operators, you know, serious outfits are saying, yeah, we like it, but we really still have to work through what exactly the end customer benefit is. So, um, you know, the, 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 there's still some thinking to be done. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I, I was just about to ask you what the market implication was going to be, because once people get a little more speed and in some cases in some in some cities and some networks, especially in the U.S., the, the speed differences aren't really that much or they're not significant enough that people are really talking about it that much. There's a hell of a lot of advertising. So I assume that people will upgrade, you know, as they upgrade their phones or whatever. But it there doesn't seem to be a, a runaway uh, at least consumer benefit for it yet. And I'm sure there will be on the business side, but again, if operators are still asking the question that maybe says something about, you know, how, 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 how soon this needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of operators are marketing on speed in reality. What, you know, what applications do you have that need, you know, you don't need it. Right? It's, it's, no, it's, it's fairly simple like that. However, yeah. As time goes on, you know, the, the, I think one thing performance can improve a lot. There's a whole, like we've, we've only just started on the there's a whole slew of things that are coming in on the RAN and the core side at the end of this year into 21 that mm -hmm. uh, even if you're basically what you're getting is a high-speed service, it's going to actually shift the whole, the whole network, the whole infrastructure, the whole market to 5G and standalone over. I think it's going to take a, you know, many years until it becomes the sort of we buy a new phone that's what that's what it does yeah it's 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 an interesting uh development but i think this is a good place to leave it because we have to uh 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 let you get back to whatever was was on your phone <laughs> but we also ha uh, have the big 5g event coming up where you have a couple of panels and there's plenty of discussion both on uh, you know, from other speakers, both on Open RAN and also hearing from operators on their progress in standalone uh, 5G. Uh, Gabe, thanks so much for uh, taking the time. I appreciate it. Hey, take it easy, Phil. This episode is brought to you by Avast, global leaders in digital security for network operators. We can build a safer digital world for your customers and their families. Discover more at avast.com slash partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot com slash partners.